Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scouts. Something a bit different today. Some of you might have completely switched off from uh, FPL content. But I'm here to talk through game week 17. Seems like a good time. Uh, you know, we've just had the double game week announcement. Uh, the third match day of the World Cup is underway. And, you know, I uh, did the FPL pod uh, yesterday and got me, got, was talking to Harry. Got me thinking about my first draft because I hadn't really thought about it too much. So I spent the morning putting something together, looking at some stats, looking at some different players, and I've put something together to show uh, in this match. Uh, I'm recording this before the England game uh, has happened tonight. So Southgate, best manager ever, or Southgate out, delete as appropriate based on the result uh, tonight. Hopefully it was a good game and, and we won, but yeah, at the moment, I, I don't know. Netherlands uh, and, and Qatar are going on um, in the background. Uh, but yeah, let's talk a bit about FPL. Um, let me know in the comments if you want some more Game Week 17 uh, content. If you're liking uh, a little trip into FPL territory, give this video a like. Uh, do subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, World Cup content has been uh, tough because I know a lot of people have kind of checked out or tuned out doing other things. I know there's been problems with the games um, as well. So obviously views and, and on the videos haven't been high. But thank you for everyone who has been watching that. Um, hopefully there is a, an audience out there who's interested in getting back into Game Week 17. Uh, and in which case we'll start doing more content on that in the weeks ahead leading up to uh, the big second half of the season. Uh, before we get into that, I just want to talk about TalkSport. You might have seen we're advertising these uh, TalkSport fan zones. They're doing them for pretty much every game uh, across the World Cup. Uh, you can grab a ticket from £10 uh, or up to £100, which gets you like a free bar and access to meet some of the TalkSport um, hosts. Uh, Scout will be around uh, next Friday um, to talk through some of this, Friday the 9th, I think it is, um, to be there. So if you're interested in getting a ticket, you can come meet us um, and uh, you know have a, have a chat with us about things. Uh, it's in Leak Street Arches in Waterloo. It's where uh, Fest happened. Uh, tomorrow, it's Tunisia and France, Australia, Denmark. Um, and then later on, uh, it's Poland, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico. Or if you're looking at Thursday, it's Croatia, Belgium, Belgium Canada, and Morocco. And then later on, Japan, Spain, and Costa Rica, Germany. So you can come for either the kind of earlier kickoff uh, or the later one. But it's a really good laugh. Obviously, lots of like-minded people watching the football. Um, you can have a beer over them. So there's a link in the description below if you're interested to get a ticket. And hopefully we'll see some of you there uh, next week. Um, right, let's talk about the big announcement yesterday, which was the double game week. It was one of those ones, you see the tweet, you see the tweet from Scout, and you think, oh my God, double game week, that's really exciting. And then you kind of look into a bit more and you think, mm, actually, this isn't actually that exciting. Uh, so if you're not aware, there's three double game weeks that have been confirmed. Obviously, there's a lot of fixtures to make up 
um, due to the Queen's passing some other fixtures that have to be rearranged um, as well. Uh, a couple have, have been dropped in. So in game week 19, so obviously game week 17 is on Boxing Day. The fixtures are thick and fast, but in, in just a couple of well, days or a week or something, it'll be game week 19. Uh, and this is a confirmed double game week for Fulham uh, and Chelsea. Fulham are playing Leicester away and Chelsea at home. And Chelsea are playing Man City at home and Fulham away. So not the best uh, fixture, really. I mean, the Fulham... Uh, Leicester game, I mean, Mitrovic, it obviously promotes Mitrovic a little bit, depending on how far Serbia get into the World Cup. And I'd, I'd fancy to have Mitrovic against Chelsea, who've been struggling a bit defensively um, as well. So I think it does definitely boost Mitrovic up a few places in the kind of striker uh, watch list. For Chelsea, though, I mean, they played City, they got an away game at Fulham. You would expect them to win it. But I mean, game week 19, you talk about Potter's rotation. We don't know who's even going to be starting in goal. We don't know which players are going to be back and fit. You know, Mount, for example, if England make it far into the tournament, is he going to be fit enough to play? It's going to be a bit of a rotation minefield. So do I think it massively boosts the prospects of Chelsea's attackers? It's going to be 19 fixture, not really. I think it makes Kepa an even better option because obviously he's now got the extra Fulham game in a in a game where Man City uh, was, was looking really tough. So I think Kepa and, and Ward is, is a, it's just a, going to be an absolutely dynamite combo for people starting, especially given Chelsea's first two fixtures that we'll look at in a minute. So it's good news for Chelsea. It's good news for Mitrovic um, as well. Uh, but yeah, attacking-wise, I don't think there's going to be too much interest in the Chelsea uh, attackers. Uh, game week 20 is an interesting one. Uh, Man City and Spurs both have a tough first game. Man City United away, Spurs, Arsenal at home. They'll then play each other. But only if the FA Cup third round match that they play um, isn't a draw. So Man City have got Chelsea in that, which is an unbelievable third round tie. Spurs have got Portsmouth. You'd obviously expect Spurs to win that, uh, but you never know given the, the players coming back and, and things like that. Uh, Man City-Chelsea, I mean, that could easily be a draw to two fairly evenly matched teams. I mean, you would expect City to win it, but again, you never really know what teams are going to come out, especially if someone like Rodri, for example, makes it really far into the tournament of the World Cup and, and isn't fully fit to come back in. Um, so interesting one that, you know, there could be a draw in that, but if there's not, then they were playing each other. Um, so what does that mean for these two? I mean, obviously it, it boosts your City assets. I think we're all going to be taking three City assets uh, into this. Uh, De Bruyne, for example, if Belgium go out early, he's going to look really, really good. Uh, Foden's having his minutes managed. So is he going to come straight back in? I think so. Someone like Cancelo is going to be, you know, an absolute lock, I think, in a lot of people's teams. And obviously Haaland up top with the rest is going to be 100% owned, I imagine. No, surely no one's going to be brave enough to go without Haaland. I mean, for Spurs, though, I think it does boost, you know, the likes of Kulusevski, who's going to fly quite under the radar. Uh, I don't think too many of us can be taking a punt on too many other players, other than Kane, maybe, Son. Uh, Kane's on four yellow cards, which is a bit of a concern. England might go into a few more rounds. He's got this bit of an injury cloud around him already. But obviously, he's the best option in the Spurs attack. But you're that would probably mean you're going threemium uh, if you're going Salah and Haaland who've had the had the rest. I think it's going to take someone quite brave to go for, for Kane with the four yellow cards and the run in, in the World Cup over one of those two. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then in defence, I mean, you've got Ben Davis, you've got Dyer, not the sexist options. You could go for one of the wing backs, but we're already seeing problems and rotation with that, especially around such a congested Christmas schedule. So I think Kulusevski, um is a really good one because he's obviously had the injury. He's come back. Uh, he's had the rest now as well. Uh, and they're the kind of players you want to be looking at. So I think, you know, if, if there is a prospective double game, even though it's not a particularly attractive one against Man City, it just boosts Kulusevski up a little bit more. Uh, I think, and he'll probably start both of those two games because they need their strongest uh, team. 
Game week 23, uh, Man City do have a confirmed double game week here. So it's a bit further on down the line. We're probably going to have our three City players anyway. Uh, but it's a decent game week. I mean, um, Aston Villa at home and then a potentially a title decider, uh, Arsenal away. Really big game in that. I mean, Villa have improved um, or will have probably have improved a bit more with Emery, you know, having a bit longer to work his magic, already seeing signs of improvement from the Gerrard era. So it's an OK game week. I mean, any double game week for City is going to be good. Um, but, you know, Arsenal way is obviously really tough. But, you know, I do like it. I mean, the question mark is, is what do we do with, with Haaland? Is, is he a potential triple captain option across these fixtures? I mean, if we if we know he's going to play both of either of these games, then I think he has to be considered because we're, we're going to want to put it on him at, at some point the longer we leave it the more chances that City are deep into the Champions League maybe they've you know won the league already sorry Arsenal fans uh, but you know if we use it early in a game like this when they're we're desperately getting for get, trying to get points maybe teams are having players coming back from injury but Haaland's had the big rest maybe this is the time uh, to plump on him so maybe Haaland will be a triple captain option in game week 20 uh, or game week 23 um, probably game week 20 I think if that Tottenham game goes ahead that does look good. You expect him to score against United uh, and Spurs. Uh, and the other double game week is Arsenal, also in 23. They have confirmed uh, double two home games. Brentford at home, which looks nice. And then Man City at home uh, as well. So the likes of Saka, Jesus, Martinelli, people are keeping. Uh, you know, if you've got Saliba, he's going to be a good option because he's not playing too much in the, in the World Cup. Uh, ben White as well. I think he's a, he's a great option playing at right back. Again, not used too much for England as well so I think a lot of us can have the triple the triple up on, on Arsenal or at least the two with 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 uh, Martinelli and uh, one of White or a Saliba so probably a third one is is beneficial um, for that they've got a good run as well as we'll see so that's your double game weeks again not hugely exciting maybe we'll see some more uh, you know more double game weeks announced uh, before the World Cup ends that would be nice but this is all we've got kind of at the moment uh, if we look at the fixtures and this is a great chart from Lego Manny um, so follow him on, on Twitter at Lego Mane. It's also got the cup rounds into. There's a cup round before the season starts on the 20th of December. So you've got to think we're going to see some mass rotation uh, around that. Um, the Carabao Cup, the teams in that are Man City, Liverpool, United, Leicester, Brighton, Wolves, Newcastle, Southampton, Bournemouth, Forest. There's still some, you know, some big teams uh, left in that. Then obviously it's game week 17. Uh, some of the standout fixtures in this, I think, are Chelsea versus Bournemouth. Looks really, really good. Uh, United versus Nottingham Forest. That looks like an excellent game uh, as well. Uh, Newcastle versus Leicester. I think that's a good looking game um, as well. So like the likes of Almiron and, and Wilson as well. Some of the Leicester players are, are obviously going quite deep into this. Castagna's playing quite a lot, for example, um, as well. Madison's been away of England. Uh, you know, I, I think this could be a good game for, for Newcastle given the, the form they've been showing. Uh, Tottenham Brentford as well. So again, Kulusevski, I think, looks a, looks a good option. And Man City, I mean, Man City have a great game against Leeds uh, away. Then they're straight into Everton at home uh, in game week 18. So, you know, when you're building your teams, I think you want to pay a lot of attention to this block of fixtures, this game week 17 to 19, because this is, you know, three, uh, three game weeks over about six days. So you really want to make sure the players you've got in your team are players that are likely that are going to play the most minutes across those games. So I'm looking at Haaland, I'm looking at Salah, I'm looking at Kulusevski. You know, these are players from top, top sides that are surely going to have to play. Another player that I really, really like is uh, Martial. N had that injury, come back, Ronaldo's gone now. Um, they've got Nottingham Forest, Wolves and Bournemouth across those three fixtures. And you've got to expect Martial to play significant minutes. Um, across those because they've got too many options and, and Rashford's off with, with England uh, as well. So there's real potential, I think, in, in some of these games to to really kind of target key fixtures uh, and, and push forward. And I'll talk about the team that I've put together 
um, in, in just a second. Uh, so yeah, focus on those three block. I mean, then you, you can look at sort of the FA Cup and, and, and Carroll Cups. We've got some, some other cup games and then it's game week 20 uh, on the 14th of January. So this is, you know, it's quite the next Premier League game is quite a while away from game week uh, 19. You're looking at, you know, nearly two weeks for that and then a, a week until the next game as well that's why these doubles have, have kind of come in and then from game week 21 it's an even bigger gap because then you've got a nut load of other cup uh, matches and then it's the 4th of February my birthday uh, where game week 22 uh, kicks off so it's a really condensed schedule and then it's a load of cup games you know in and around some some Premier League games where there's a bit more time um, around it uh, and then kind of normal normal service uh, is resumed so yeah my advice here target game week 17 to 19 looking at Chelsea looking at Man United looking at Man City um, as well, they're key targets. Arsenal, we've got three good games as well. West Ham, Brighton and Newcastle. I mean, Brighton and Newcastle, defensively quite strong um, as well. Arsenal with Derby, anything can happen. But, you know, you've got to expect them to carry on uh, picking up points. And they'll need to because then they play Spurs and United uh, going forward. So, yeah, some good teams uh, to target uh, there. We haven't mentioned Liverpool um, as well. I mean, Aston Villa, defensively, you know, pretty strong. Leicester. Mentioned them earlier. They have improved defensively as well, but might have some key players, you know, missing. And then Brentford. So I don't think we're going to see too much interest in the likes of Nunes uh, and uh, Trent. I think Salah's going to be the most popular um, one. Maybe Nunes will come in. He did have a good end uh, to the to the first half uh, of the season. But yeah, certainly um, pay these three fixtures in mind. I cannot stress that uh, enough. Um, let's take a look at my watch list first before I show you my team. Uh, so I've updated this with just you know a load of players that I'm I'm considering um, at the moment. Uh, at the top is the player with the best non-penalty um, expected goal involvement per ninety stats, seventy three, the most attacking player uh, in each position. Um, so that is, goes to Perisic in defence. I've talked about him quite a lot on Black Box and on these streams. Uh, 0.36 non-penalty per XGI. I mean that's basically what a goal involvement every couple of games. Not really good enough given what we know Perisic is, is capable of. Uh, Trippier is only just below that as well, 0.33. So he's got the most FPL points of all defenders. He's second on the list uh, for defenders in terms of non-penalty XGI per 90. Uh, Trent just below him, 0.32, but obviously significantly more uh, than both of those players um, as well. Uh, then you've got the likes of Castagna and Cancelo. I mean, 0.20 um, for Castagna. Cancelo, 0.17. Uh, you know, Castagna only five points behind uh, Cancelo in the overall uh, points, 65 to 70, uh, having a really, really strong uh, start to the season. I mean, Trent, for example, is on 40. Uh, Trippier's on 96. Perisic on, on 45 is, is really disappointing. Uh, Castagno you know, has been absolutely brilliant for me, getting those getting those lesser defence in, taking the money out of my defence, getting rid of Trent, getting rid of James, getting rid of Cancelo, and, and you know, getting the likes of White, Castagna, even Gay, he's coming with, with some points. It's, it's kind of seen my season turn around. Uh, a little bit and you look at these defensive um you know attacking numbers and like i say i mean you know for for an elite attacker you're looking at about 0 0.5 0 0.6 you know you're hoping for some kind of attacking return every other game something like that i'd say that's a really really good stat for a defender no play no players are coming anywhere near that it's, it's not the year of the defender like we all thought it it would be i mean dallow and shaw you know two attacking looking fullbacks for united 0 0.15 for shaw 0 0.13 for dallow 
I don't know. I think Cancelo is, is going to be pretty important um, given that, that double game week news, given City's fixtures um, as well. But I don't think we're going to be wanting to be spending too much money extra in, in defence. You know, a lot of the, the defenders who are over 6 million or even over 5.5 million just don't really seem to be worth it. Uh, Perisic is a good example of that. So I think if you're, if you're going with Trippier, if you're going with Cancelo, and then you get a cheaper name and you get a White or you get a Shaw, depending on uh, how United do, or a Castagna or something like that, and you bank that money and use that in the rest of uh, your squad. Uh, in midfield, De Bruyne is leading the way. 0.6 sharp and 90 of 0.74. That is like absolutely elite, absolutely brilliant. He's not delivering uh, for Belgium at the time of recording. Two poor games from him. He's you know caused a bit of unrest in the camp. Apparently, he's having a few arguments. It's almost like the opposite of someone like Shaw or Maguire, who's who's gone away and uh, you know is is kind of recuperating from all the all the abuse they get at club level. It seems to be the opposite for De Bruyne for some reason. I don't really know what's going on. Got to think he's going to be quite relieved when he goes back to City. I think he's a great option for those who are happy to take the money out of defence and and go for this three million um, option. Uh, so I I really like De Bruyne. He's someone I'm definitely considering. Um, next is Foden on my list, uh, 0.57, so still really, really high attacking numbers. I know there was a bit of a scare around, you know, some of the matches he missed. And I do wonder if something had happened between him and him and Pep. But again, he's someone that's, that's been doing really well for me this season and someone that, you know, I think he's going to carry on um, and, and continue um, and, and have a really strong season. There, there are some risks around him, but you know, you're paying 4 million, 4.3 million less than, less than De Bruyne. Um, and he's got 76 points compared to De Bruyne's 90. So... 14 points, I'd say it's worth it um, for that. And I, th- I think, you know, he's he's, he's, he's pretty nailed on. He's, he's going to miss the odd game. I can't see him missing two in a row like he did um, before. Um, Kulazewski, I really like. I think he's going to be someone who not a lot of people consider um, and flies under the radar, actually. Only 8 million, 0.53, non-point He's really, really good in the games that I've seen him play. Uh, when he when he's back, he's better than Son, for example, 0.47. Son as well, dis- South Korea disappointing in the World Cup. Uh, you know, Richarlison's knocking around. I think Kulazewski is the, the obvious uh, choice there. Uh, I like Trossard as well, uh, 7.1, um, 80 points, having a really strong start uh, to the season. That hatcher against Liverpool helped. He is frustrating, uh, don't get me wrong, um, but, you know, we are an attacking side under the Zerbi. Uh, 0.48, non-Penexi, um, is, is really high, so I like him. I've got Sterling in there just as a, a Chelsea player to consider. I don't think we will be considering him too much given that he's, he's off playing with, with England and playing quite a lot. Um, Mount as well is, is one of those two if you're going to target the Chelsea attack, but probably not worth it. Almiron, I mean, Almiron isn't in my in my side as I'll show you in a, in a second. Uh, he's got to be considered though. Man, only 5.8, 93 points. Um, it's only three less than Trippier. It's, you know, it's... More than De Bruyne, uh, for example, absolutely crazy. And his XGI numbers are good. I mean, 0.43 is excellent for a, for a sub six million midfielder. You know, it doesn't matter that his price has gone up from five. You've got to kind of forget about that. I really like him at 5.8. I think he's a he's an outstanding option, and I think you're going to need to have one of him or, or Wilson um, going forward. I've got Anthony in there as well. He's off with Brazil, but not playing too much. I think 7.5 is a good price for him, given you know United's fixtures, as I said, are, are really really nice. Uh, 0.39 is an okay non-punny XGI for 90. I do prefer Martial um, up top, but Anthony's a bit of a differential, uh, I think. Uh, and then Sinistera, who, uh, after I said, uh, was one of the greatest players ever in the league, has been really poor, but you know his non-punny XGI numbers are still good over the season, 0.38. Um, he's had the injuries kind of come back into the side, and you know it's a tough game for Leeds against City in the first game, but uh, he's, a, again, a bit of a differential punt. 
Also got Bowen in there um, as well, who I probably won't be going to, but it is worth noting that his non-point XGI per 90 has gone up from about 0.07 or something up to 0.32. So he's getting back to levels of where he was last season, but he's going to need to double that output, uh, really. Uh, finally then, forwards. So Haaland, top of the pile, 0.94, absolutely elite, basically getting you something every game. He's had a rest, he's playing for the best team in the league. He's got double game weeks coming up. Yeah, no one's going to be going without him. Uh, Nunes is next, 0.89. I mean, that is really high. I mean, I kind of wrote him off earlier in the video. Um, he's been pretty poor for Uruguay as well. But it's really, really high expected data as well. I just think he's going to not be as popular because people are going to go for, for Salah. But Uruguay are struggling um, in the group. If they do go out early and Nunes comes back and gets the rest, I think he could be um, a, a good option, um, you know, alongside uh, alongside Salah or even instead of Salah. I just think those forward spots are tricky because there's a lot of good players uh, in that. Um, you know, some of the ones we mentioned, Mitrovic, Martial, Wilson's there as well, Haaland. Uh, using a spot for him uh, when Salah's had the full rest is, I don't think I'll be doing it. But I can see why. I can see the logic. Um, Jesus is there, uh, 69 points. Disappointing given his, his XGI numbers are so high, uh, 0.72. Um, but again, Arsenal got good fixtures and he uh, hasn't been playing too much for Brazil. So he's someone to consider. And then look at Martial there, 0.61. Uh, that's really, really high. He's, he's looked really good in the games that he's, he's played. United have got brilliant fixtures and he's only 6.7 as well. So he's my kind of uh, bit of a left field uh, punt for you. His ownership is something ridiculous, like 1% or something like that. Uh, Tony, I probably won't be going there. Um, but, you know, again, he hasn't gone to the World Cup. Uh, 0.49 is decent. He's got the penalties for Brentford. Uh, Mitrovic, I like, 0.47. And there's a few other names, Welbeck and Skamaka. But again, I think the forward options are too strong to really consider. Um, either of those so yeah I, I like Haaland I like Martial I like Mitrovic uh, I do like Nunes um, as well uh, and I, obviously I really like Wilson one of Wilson or Almeron um, will definitely be the way that I'd uh, play this uh, let's take a look at the team that I put together today then uh, this is over on um, Peter's uh, FPL team go check it out you can see how the team shapes up for the doubles and for the other quick successive game weeks as well um, I've gone for a goalkeeper combo of Kepper and Ward which I think is going to be insanely popular um, you know going forward I don't really know what other goalkeepers I'd, I'd go for maybe a Ramsdale uh, you know I had Henderson who was a bit of a left field punt maybe some people keep the faith in Pope but I really do think Kepper and Ward is, is the way to go. Because, um, you know, if, if Kepper does lose his place to Mendy, then you've got Ward coming in, who's shown now that he is he can step up to it. So it's, it's a great combination, I think. Uh, I've gone for Trippier, Cancelo and Shaw. That Shaw spot is a bit unsure, ironically. Uh, obviously, if England go really deep into the tournament, we make it to the semis, which I doubt. Uh, but if we do, um, it'd be too much of a gamble. Um, on him, uh, Dallow is the other option as well if Portugal go early. So it'll probably be one of those two, depending on, on who goes further uh, into the tournament. But I really want to target those those first three fixtures for United. They look really, really good. Uh, it's Salah Foden, Kulazewski and Martinelli. Martinelli is a bit of a concern because I think Brazil are going to win the whole thing now, uh, to be honest, which probably isn't that insightful given they've, they've probably been the best team alongside France. Uh, Martinelli is a bit of a concern um, if that happens, but obviously there's a lot of value tied up in him if you bought him. Um, you know, very, very cheap. And he's a player that I think we're all just going to have for the for the whole season because he's, he's looked so good for his price. Uh, so, you know, there might be something you could, you know, maybe Marseille could become Almeron for a bit if you've got a bit of money in the bank or something like that. Um, but I do like Marseille in those games. But if Brazil go far and Marseille plays a bit, there's no way he's going to start all three um, of those matches. So there might there might be better options. But again, the, you know, the, the, the money saving is, is tricky. 
Um, Kulusevski I just really, really like. Um, be interested to know how many people uh, go for him. Um, and then up top, I've gone for Haaland. Uh, captain with the rest, uh, Martial uh, and Callum Wilson. And on the bench, it's Ward, Andreas, White and Minx. Now, I genuinely haven't looked at any other teams on Twitter or on any of the videos. I don't know how template this is. Maybe I'm saying Kulazewski and Martial are these kind of great left field options and they're not and everyone's got them. Uh, I'm not really too sure. But this was kind of the, it was quite nice to build a team, um, you know, completely from scratch, away from all the noise. And you know, this video will, will help um, in a few weeks when I come back to it and I see which players I've changed, maybe because I'm getting tempted by other players I've seen other teams have and stuff like that. So, you know, I think that is, it is important to um, at least get a team in and take a screenshot of it now uh, and, you know, just see what, how you kind of line up and see where your changes are, um, you know, when the season starts off and see why you've made those changes, You're just making changes for the sake of it, you know, because often your first instincts with these things are, are really, really good. Um, so, yeah, build a team, look at your instincts, go check out some stats, watch all the videos that we're going to be putting out, um, you know, from now until, uh, you know, the, the through the World Cup. We'll be doing some more videos on Gaming 17. Obviously, the week before, we'll be ramping up content uh, a lot as well. Uh, let me know your teams in the comments. Let me know if you want to see more Gaming 17 uh, content. There's loads of stuff we can do and start early um, as well. Give this video a like. Um, as well do subscribe to the channel and i will see you all very soon